Let's pray this morning. Father, we come to you today. We are so grateful. We are so thankful for your favor and your generosity, for the incredible gift of your own son, Jesus, to be poured not only into our world, but into our hearts and into our lives every single day. And Lord, we ask that we could just continue to honor him, that uh, our lives would mean something in his name, and that we could be a people that really do make a difference for the kingdom of heaven. And so as we gather this day and we think about ministry beyond ourselves and all the opportunities that are out there, just give us discernment and give us gratitude that uh, this place can be totally about you and about making a difference and bringing others so that their name will be with your name, that they'll be known by you and others will know you by them. Father, we want to be those people. We want to be people that are so clear that we stand for Christ. So bring blessing to our time of worship now and to the groups that we celebrate today. We ask it in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Would you go ahead and have a seat this morning? Kurt? And this morning is Mission Sunday for us, and so we invite uh, Kurt Woda, our outreach director, to come up and share with you. <laughs> get it? See, I got a fancy one. They just turn it on back there, and I'm good to go. Good? Yeah, you should be good. Hello? No, that doesn't work. Hi, good morning. You got it back there, Eric? He's trying to find it. He's trying to find it. Well, I'll continue to talk. Okay, okay. talk loud. For you. Um, my name is Kurt Wood. I'm the Outreach and Missions Director here at Christ Church. And uh, a year ago, we started to spotlight the different organizations that uh, Christ Church uh, is involved with and we support, uh, all due to the great generosity and support and gifts uh, that each one of you uh, contribute each week and year. So I just want to begin to say thank you to each one of you for your contributions to this great church so that uh, we can proclaim what Christ has given to us, and that's love back to others. So uh, before I uh, introduce our uh, guest that we have to speak uh, today, um, I just wanted to share with you a little bit of information um, about how your contributions go back to uh, these organizations. A year ago, last year's fiscal year, uh, we were able to raise over $87,000 based on your contributions and gifts back to those organizations that we support. So some of those organizations you may be wondering about, um, some are Family Sharing of Ozaki County, the COPE, the Milwaukee Rescue Mission, uh, Hepatha, Camp Indian Sands, and the OMF Chinese Missionaries, um, just to name a few. So again, I just want to thank you on behalf of Christ Church for uh, what you do in tithing uh, every week. This coming fiscal year, uh, we look to increase that contribution uh, because of uh, our involvement from you um, to over $100,000. Um, without that, we couldn't uh, continue to support uh, Christ's mission. So thank you again for that. Now I'm going to kick us uh, off with our first speaker, and that is uh, Mary Luzwinski. She's with NAMI, and NAMI is the National Alliance of uh, Mental Illness. So Mary, if you'd please come up, and uh, she's going to share a little bit about what NAMI is 
and uh, the involvement she has here through Christ Church. Good morning. Is this one working, Eric? Yeah. Okay, next slide, please. Nami Ozaki was incorporated in 1988 and was located in Christ Church with a shared office and an answering machine, and we still today have our mailing address here and our voicemail. The mission of NAMI Ozaki, NAMI Ozaki is part of NAMI Wisconsin and NAMI National. So we provide education to the families, we provide support to the consumers and the family members, and we provide advocacy on mental illness. The Human Concerns Outreach Committee of Christ Church has been a long-standing supporter of NAMI Ozaki. Pastor Sewer, Pastor Fryer, Ed Kinsvogel, Craig Beecher, Karen Hawley, Joanne Bosley, and myself, Mary Luzinski, in addition to others. When I first started dealing with NAMI Ozaki, I was on the Human Concerns Committee, and Melita Brandt was our president. And in those years, I was just dealing with it from the church side. In later years, one of our family members developed a mental illness. So then, Melita and Bobby Hoffman is here with me today, and John Abbott. They were there to assist me in getting the help that we needed for our family member. One in four adults experience a mental health problem in a given year. And it might be anxiety disorders, it might be obsessive compulsive disorders, the post-traumatic stress disorder, we see that a lot in our military personnel. We saw it in the people coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan. We're also seeing a lot in the Vietnam veterans. When they first came back, um, due to the unpopularity and unsupported Vietnam War, those people quietly went to work. And they just filed away all of their experiences. Well, then, now it's time for them to retire. And surprisingly, all of those PTSD issues are now um, coming forward and they need to deal with them. So the veterans groups here in Milwaukee are very supportive. It may be major depression, it may be um, bipolar, the manic depressive disorder, or it may be schizophrenia. There are long delays, sometimes decades, between the first appearance of symptoms and when people get help. And it's usually either in the teen years, like around 16 years old, or anywhere into college age, around the mid-20s, or later on in life. Recovery is possible, but only if people get the treatment that they need. Less than one-third of adults and less than one-half of children with a diagnosed illness receive treatment. Stigma is the major barrier. Um, if someone has heart disease or diabetes or cancer, everyone in the neighborhood is there to support them. And uh, mental illness is not one of those casserole diseases where you take the casserole over to the neighbor. So the barrier is people seeking help when they need it, and this was reported by the Surgeon General. But if you do, in later years, find that you need to have assistance with any of these things, we are always here and you are never alone. Advocacy, education, and support around mental illness is an ongoing endeavor. NAMI Ozaki is here to help you, and our telephone number is printed in the bulletin every Sunday. So if you don't need 
anything at this time in the future. Someday if you do, you can always call us and we'll help you out. And our email address is also there. Thank you very much to everyone at Christ Church for your many years of providing support to Nami Ozaki. So it's been 25 years now, and it is greatly appreciated. Thanks. Thank you, Mary. So some other information I just want to share with you before uh, I bring up our next speaker and guest. Um, is There are many ways for you to get connected through uh, this church, as uh, Pastor and others have talked about. And one of those is through the outreach and uh, missions uh, group. Um, as I mentioned, there are many different organizations that we're taking a part of. And what I do want to uh, just uh, bring to light to you is that um, if you have ideas or you have an organization that you are passionate about in supporting, please bring that to my attention or the church uh, attention so that we can uh, make sure that we can find a way to make that happen for you and for that organization. Uh, many of these organizations that we are associated with are because of members of this church. We have a direct connection with those organizations, and we greatly welcome any of those uh, so that you bring forward. So with that, I just want to uh, introduce our next speaker, and that is John Watt, and he's here to speak about Teen Challenge. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Um, as you can see, it's John Watt speaking. It's not John Watt showing PowerPoint. Uh, I think our uh, computer's too old for that, uh, either the computer or or me, I'm not sure which one. But uh, I'm uh, going to tell you a little bit about Teen Challenge. How many here, by a show of hands, have heard of Teen Challenge? You're familiar with it? Quite a few of you, actually. Teen Challenge, uh, I first heard of Teen Challenge uh, in the 70s because there uh, was a book that came out that was a bestseller called The Cross and the Switchblade was written by David Wilkerson, the founder of Teen Challenge. And David was a uh, preacher at a small church in the hills of Tennessee. One night he was listening to uh, the news and saw that uh, there were five teenagers uh, that were arrested in New York for a brutal beating and murder of someone in a park. Uh, at the end of the newscast, David felt that the Lord was telling him to go back to New York and help these teenage boys. Uh, as most of us do, he procrastinated, and uh, yet the uh, urgency uh, became so great upon him that he uh, answered this call to do that. So he went back to New York. He explained to his church his idea. They were somewhat puzzled by it, but supported his cost of travel to go back and spend a few days. So he went back and he tried to talk to the boys. No one would let him in to see them. So he went to their trial. And during the trial, they were convicted and sentenced to prison. Uh, he uh, tried to talk to the judge as the judge was leaving the courtroom. And he was so persistent, and the judge kept telling him he could not see the boys. But he was so persistent that 
actually they had to give him a police escort out of the courtroom. And, of course, all of the uh, reporters there, this was a heyday for them because they were taking pictures of this Tennessee preacher from the hills and coming back to try to talk to the boys and help them. So he felt like uh, he was a failure, but uh, stayed in the city for a few days, and he actually went to the Brooklyn area where he was told the the gangs were prevalent and hung out. Um, And he tried talking to some of the, the gang members, and all of a sudden some of them recognized him because his picture was splashed all over the papers following the the trial. And immediately they had uh, a bond with him because cops didn't like them, cops didn't like the preacher. So that began a, a long course of his development of relationships within the gangs to the point where he was re- finally able to establish a rehab center in Brooklyn. And um, in the 70s, when we began hearing a lot more about Teen Challenge, um, the statistics, the claims that were so um, amazing that were coming out of the uh, graduates, and uh, they got the attention of a, a lot of people who didn't really believe them, and so the government actually sponsored a study in the 70s uh, to follow graduates of Teen Challenge for a, a seven-year period. And the numbers that came out of that were pretty amazing, 86% after seven years post-graduation were still drug-free and crime-free. Seventy percent of the graduates pursued their education after their graduation. And there were eighty-seven percent did not need further rehabilitation uh, after graduation. So um, they really verified the amazing numbers that were coming out because in most programs it was 40 percent and some programs much less that uh, stayed drug-free and crime-free following their rehab. So the program grew and today it's 120 rehab program sites in the U.S. and 300 over the world. And these, there's been two other statistic or clinical studies that were done later by the University of Tennessee and Northwestern University that, that uh, found the same percentage numbers. And the uh, people that did the studies, uh, they listed as the main reasons for success of the program was training, and discipline, and oh yes, they found that there's something called the Jesus factor was involved also. So David Wilkerson tended to disagree with him a little bit. He said he watched so many people come and 
off of drugs, off of heroin, that it was only the power of the Holy Spirit that could account for their success. But the program is very, does have training and is disciplined. It's a 13-month program. And you live in the facility for the entire time. Um, the Milwaukee uh, site started in 1983. And they have a, a men's program site and a women's program site. And uh, the, right currently, there's about 26 men in the men's program, 25 women in the women's program. And uh, there's a little misconception in the name in that it's not just limited to teens. Uh, the Milwaukee site has a little uh, older age group than some of the sites. In fact, there's lawyers that have been through the program. There's other professionals that go through the program. So anyone's welcome. Uh, and uh, no one's turned away because of cost. They don't receive government support, but their support is all through don donations. Uh, my wife and I, my wife Cheryl and I, have had a little more personal involvement with Teen Challenge also because four years ago, her nephew, Kelly, uh, was arrested for meth possession and dealing. And um, we went back to his hearing uh, and found out that he had already ple uh, pleaded guilty in order to plea bargain his sentence down from to ten down to ten years from uh, more time. Uh, when we went home, my wife was so upset she wrote a letter to the judge and pleaded with him that. He sentenced Kelly to Teen Challenge rather than prison. And the law, his lawyer said there's not much chance of that. That doesn't happen very often. And yet, at the sentencing, the judge read the letter and did sentence him to Teen Challenge, Brainerd, Minnesota. He, uh, he successfully completed the program. Um, he turned his life over to Jesus Christ, became, an, became a very enthusiastic follower of Christ. And after graduation, uh, he uh, went to a community college, got his degree in counseling, and is now uh, has a job uh, Counseling on the White Cloud Indian Reservation near uh, in Manoman, Minnesota. He's a role model to not only not only his family but to those around him. So we're really proud uh, as a church to sponsor, help sponsor Teen Challenge, who is in the same business as we are. That is. Uh, to help create followers of Christ out of broken lives and living for him and being a light. Thank you. Thank you, John. 
Um, so before we get to our uh, next uh, short video that we've got uh, coming up, uh, just a little back, bit of background on uh, what we're about to see. Um, just a short time ago, we had a, a family of ours uh, move to Addis, Ethiopia, um, and that's uh, Mark and Bridget Sullivan. Uh, they picked up their family and uh, six children uh, just about July of this last year uh, to move to Addis, Ethiopia, and they started uh, what we have uh, called today the uh, Strong Family uh, Care Ministry over in Addis. Um, they've done a lot of work since July, and there's a lot of progress that has gone on. And uh, again, a great big thank you to all of you from Christ Church that have uh, stepped up, made contributions to support and to kick that uh, program off. Um, I know that we've raised over $50,000, uh, again, just to support that uh, family and what they're trying to do in bringing Christ to children and wives and others um, in a different part of this world. So uh, with that, we're going to queue up the, uh, the video. And uh, so please take a look at the screens. Hello, Christ Church. I'm Mark, and this is my wife, Bridget. Uh, we're the Sullivans here in Ethiopia, and I just want to thank you for all the support you've given to the Strong Families Care Center. So we wanted to give you a brief glimpse into the care center, what happens during the day, and a little bit of our family during the day in Addis. In the morning around 8.30, we start school. And sometimes they're at the table, sometimes at the couch, sometimes in their bedrooms. This is their van. It's really big. It fits all of us. And yes, you can see we do not have a lot of parking in our compound, but this is our compound. Okay, and this is the street we live on. And a lot of times the kids play on this, um, I don't know what you call it. They're just kind of big mud piles, mud hills. But they build stuff and they play as you can see Juju playing. Her favorite spot to play, of course. Arcade, our house. Look the three stories. Um, and so this is what I do every morning is I come out here and I take this road to walk to the center. And sometimes there's just a random animal walking, which is not an uncommon sight that there's a horse on the way to work. Okay, so here's the outside of the center. Up there is three stories tall as well. This is Danny. This is our guard during the day. <laughs> this is our horse guy that just drove by. He delivers water to us when we don't have water at the center. So this is where they hang all the clothes. So this is our clothing room and Basically, all the kids have their own clean clothes that they get changed into each morning. So these are all the clothes um, that are organized each afternoon for the morning for each of the children. So the moms come in here every morning and change their kids out of their clothes. They put all their clothes into these bags. Each bin has each classroom on it. So they're organized for the day because they get changed back into those for the evening, and today we happen to be giving um, the food assistance. Once a month we give a bit of food assistance to the family, so today they're getting some spaghetti, some macaroni, rice, and cooking oil. And this here is Master Chef. This is Master Chef, and uh, 
And this is Michiwa, and she is in charge of all of the caregivers. The, she organizes all the caregivers and gives the training and everything for the for all the caregivers. You just gonna stay. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have um, two caregivers for for each room. Here's a two-year-old. Okay, so this is a two-year-old room, or I'm sorry, a one-year-old room. And these are the two nannies that are in here. Okay, and in here is the babies. <laughs> That's our biggest baby. It's TG. Oh. <laughs> and Haley. And Blaine. This is our donation room slash office. And this is Masai. He's our manager here. And this is Dundee. He's the director of, of it all. So we keep um, the different various donations that we get, like formula and any medical donations that we get, and clothing, um, where we're trying to stock up to give away two pieces of clothing every six months, is where we keep all the new clothing and everything. And then jackets and shoes we give away once a year, so we keep all those things in here. Here we are in the two-year-old room. After lunch, all the kids go to sleep. Right here is our, our wonderful new tank. And right here is where the washing machine is. So they're thrilled to do that. It's so much easier to use a washing machine and to spin them dry. Um, they do still have to do, you know, dirty diapers, of course, you have to do by hand. Those can't just go in the washer before. So these are the hardworking ladies that, that clean all the clothes. Some of the moms Guess what? I just turned 16. I miss you guys all. 
Christ Christchurch, this is Mary, and I turned 13 this year. Today is Thanksgiving, so happy Thanksgiving to everybody. We miss you guys. Hi, Christchurch. Um, I'm Haley, and I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. Love you. Miss you. Bye. Hi, Christchurch. I miss you all. Happy Thanksgiving. Isn't that just great? Um, you know, just something that sparks to me is, you know, a couple of scenes is uh, I was watching that video with our children earlier is uh, that playtime when the kids are out there playing with the bubbles, just the excitement that bubbles bring to kids. It's just so cool, even today. Um, and then the, just the other thing, just going home from work, you know, we don't have to deal with the cows and the sheep and all that on the traffic way back home. So um, just really kind of a different uh, environment over there, long days. Um, as you can see, a lot of organization has gone into what they've done over there, trying to get the supplies in the proper place, making sure that the kids have what they need for clothes and food. Uh, so a lot of great organization and work has gone in to what they've been doing over there. So uh, again, thank you for what you've been able to do and contribute. Um, and just wrapping up here, I just want to uh, encourage you to uh, stop by. We have a, a booth out back for our Strong Families uh, organization. Uh, you can continue to make contributions that way. Um, we also have uh, the NAMI and uh, Teen Challenge also out in the atrium. If you haven't stopped by them, I strongly encourage you uh, and, uh, to stop by and ask questions.